18. And I want you to look at your neighbor in the face and tell them, get ready to stop work. Tell them, get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes more. Hallelujah. Amen. Get ready to stop work. You only have 25 minutes more. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Revelation 19 and verse 9. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper. Amen. And he said, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet and worshipped. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. For I am a fellow servant and your brethren, your brethren who are, have the testimony of Jesus worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the prophet, spirit of prophecy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are talking about the last day. Amen. Amen. The last day. And verse 11 says that now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on it was called faithful and true and the righteousness and in righteousness he judges and makes war his eyes were like the flames of fire and his head were like were many crowns and he had a name written that no man as no one knew except himself he was clothed in white robe, dipped in the blood, in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. Amen. We're told that in the beginning the Word was with God, the Word was God, and he dwelt among us. Amen. He dwelt among us. The scripture we, we read the last time is that the marriage feast is ready. What verse is that? I was looking for that verse. What, what verse is that? Verse 24. Matthew 24. Are you sure? Look for it for me quickly. I think it's Revelation 19. It's somewhere in, in the scripture. Amen. We are talking about the, the last days. Get ready to stop work. We started last week and I said to you, if you're writing exams and the invigilator comes and says to you, get ready to stop work. It means that you only have a few minutes left. Isn't that true? You only have a few minutes left and you don't have time to dilly-dally. You don't have time to look around. You have to speed up or you would miss the opportunity to make right what is wrong. Have you ever written a question because you, didn't, you wrote the answer, you didn't read the question very well and you thought you had finished and you are looking around. Then, what verse is that? Verse 7. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at it. Verse, uh, chapter 19, 
Revelation 19 and verse 7. That's the scripture I was looking for because I jumped. He says that, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Amen. The wife has made herself ready. You know, like we're talking about wedding a little while ago and you see that the the bride-to-be has started getting herself ready already. You know, she's buying things. She's doing some makeup. She has some things sorted out because she's preparing for the day. Are you with me? Can you imagine if the day comes and is taking her on her ways? It's like she hasn't prepared. She hasn't even bought her gown. How many can think that that would be, that would be very, very sad? How many will say it will never happen to me? God forbid it will happen to me. Amen. Because once you know that there is a marriage feast and you are the bride, nobody needs to tell you that you need to get ready. Because the, 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 yesterday I was talking, we went to see my niece. She's getting married. Uh, and the details, she was with excitement. The details, like the, 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 the bridesmaids have to have a certain inch of, of nails. And the hair must be a certain inch. And the, 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 the toenails must be painted a certain color. And then the, the, the eyebrow, the rings, and everything must be a certain shape. Every, all seven bridesmaids must look the same. Same hairstyle, same shoes, same fingernails, same eyebrows. Everything must be inch perfect. And she was talking with so much excitement and so much, you know, she's like, she's crossed every T, dotted every I, getting ready. But it's the church which is supposed to be the bride of Christ. Is the church ready? Are we ready to meet the bride, with the groom with Christ Jesus? Are we ready? If you were to die this minute, are you ready to face Jesus? That's the import of the, the sermon. Are you ready? Let, ask your neighbor, are you ready to face Jesus? If you were to die today, 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 tell them, oh, nobody is talking. Look at your neighbors. Are you ready today, today, today? Today, if today was the day, are you ready? If, if Jesus was to come today and he's coming to marry us, his bride. Are we ready? You know, somebody was trying to say that, no, you see, I, I want to do, no, 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 you can't, you have to do the inch, the nail must be a certain inch. And the, the, the heel of the shoe must be a certain height. Certain, I mean, she's gone and bought the same shoes for all the bridesmaids. And she was, she was, uh, the way she was talking, and you know, the details of everything, how everybody, even me, they had something for me. They said, I should wear a certain particular. I said, no. They said, yes. Yeah, you must wear a certain. The, the, the uncles must wear something. The nephews must, the, the cousins must wear something. The, you can tell that this girl has been dreaming since she was three. And she knows exactly what she wants. For each day. For each day.
each day. And the thing is not just one day. She's changing five times, five different outfits. And as she changes, yeah, the same day. For before when they the communion, she has to go. When they sign, they have to go and change. When they, 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 they say amen, you have to go and change. When they eat, they say go and hey. Uh, this is a bride that is ready. And the clothes have been bought now already. So all the people must remain the size. If you move a certain size, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's unfortunate that we as Christians, we are not prepared. We are not prepared at all. We don't know when we will be gone. And we are not living a life of preparedness. You know, the, the Muslims say something that when they die, or when they are, if today is their last day, they are not afraid to die. Why? Because they live a life that is prepared, that is ready. So that if it's time to go, then it's the will of God. I'm ready to go. That's how come they are not afraid of death. And that's how come Christians are afraid of death. Because we are never prepared. I say we are not prepared. Even when the doctor says that you only have three months to live, we still are not prepared. We are hoping for a, a miracle. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Today I want us to talk about how we can prepare ourselves. How to get ready. Somebody say, how must I get ready? I need to get ready. How many know that you need to get ready? Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready. Because last week we saw that the signs that Jesus gave in Matthew 24, all of them, all of them have come to pass. Amen. For those, many of you of those who were not here last week, Matthew 24, we started from verse 3 all the way down. We saw that Jesus said that many false crises, Christ will come. Verse 5, isn't it? It's a sign. Are there many false prophets? Then verse 6, he says that there will be rumors of wars. Verse 6, rumors of war. Are there rumors of wars? Verse 7, it says that for nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. Have they risen? The, verse, the next verse is that there will be earthquakes in various places. Famines. Pestilence. Have they started? Tsunamis. Have they started? It means all the signs are already here with us. Amen. Let's jump to verse 45. I want us to read this. Verse 45. He says that, Who then is a faithful and a wise servant, by whom his master made ruler over his house, to give them food in due season? Blessed is the servant whom the master, when he comes, will find him so doing. I shortly I say to him, to you that he will be made, uh, he will make him a ruler over all his goods. But if the servant says in his heart, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink and with the drunkards, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, at an hour when he is not aware, and he will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. And there will be whipping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. So you see, Jesus was saying that if the 
servant knows the time the master is coming, they will prepare. But woe to the servant when the master comes, you will find you unprepared. Eating and drinking with the drunkards. Amen. How many know that death is always a sudden thing? It doesn't matter how old. It doesn't matter how unwell the person is. Incidentally, today is my mother's birthday. And my, my sister-in-law's birthday. My mother is 84. Today. Hallelujah. Yeah. But you see, even at that old age, if God forbid, if you were, she was passed away today, we would be in shock. Because it never matters how old the person is. We are never prepared. I said we are not prepared. Hallelujah. But you see, Jesus was saying, blessed is the servant whom when the master comes, will find him prepared. Doing exactly what he was told to be doing. I pray that you and I will be found prepared. I say, I pray that you and I will be found prepared. You know, when you sit on the plane and there's turbulence, you see that people are not really prepared for death. <laughs> Recently, I was on the plane and then in the night, in the night, everybody was sleeping. Then we went through a certain turbulence and they started shaking like that. And everybody got up. And you see, when people get up and they're afraid and they, they, they don't want to be seen to be afraid, so they are like, <laughs> you, can, you can hear in the, in the <laughs> and you see, you hear little mouthfuls of Jesus. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. How many have encountered something like that before? Yeah, little mouthfuls of Jesus. Jesus. That is when you see who is prepared and who is not. Those who are prepared, oh Lord, into your hands. And those who are not prepared, oh Lord, I confess my sins. Oh Lord, forgive me of everything. Some don't get that opportunity. Some die before the time to say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. But I pray that you will not be caught unprepared. I say, I pray that you will not be caught unprepared. Live a life that is prepared for the master's coming. You see, if you live like a dying person, you will live well. Write it somewhere. If you live like somebody who has been given, do you know that if you are given, the doctor says that you only have two months to live, your lifestyle will change. The things that you, you hold so dear, you stop holding them dear. The things that you, you don't have time for, you begin to have time for. Immediately, your family will become more important. Immediately, you will put the priorities right. Immediately, you will spend time with the people you need to spend time with. Because you've been told you only have a few weeks, a few days to live. But why do you have to wait till that time before you start doing the right things? I pray that you do the right things now. Oh, I said, I pray that you do the right things now. Yeah, put the right. You see, when the people who and, and the... Uh, 9-11, one of the planes, they knew they were going to die because the first plane had crashed. The second plane had crashed. And see, for those people, they knew that a madman has taken the helm of the, 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 the plane and they are going to die. So they were sending messages. And see, when you see the messages and you read some of the messages that were sent, 
the last, you see how what human beings must prioritize. You see that most people were sending their their uh, heartfelt messages to their loved ones. But it's when you have your loved one by you, you never ever you never ever care about them. You always silly, silly quarrels, silly quarrels, things that don't matter. You are quarreling. But when you know that you only have five more minutes to live, immediately you forget all the silly quarrels. Stop fighting in front of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I talking to someone? Kenneth, look at your wife. And be nice to her. Yes. Oh, why? Focus. Look, Jesus is also here. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, all right. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Listen, listen, we have, to, we have to behave ourselves. Second Peter 3.14. Second, Second Peter 3.14. The Bible says that, And so, my dear friends, Whilst we are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful, peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Hallelujah. Live a life that is pure and blameless in his sight. You know, to live a life that is prepared is a life that is peaceful with all men. Amen. A life that is peaceful with all men. Think about what people will say about you when you are dead. Uh, you know some, most people, when they die, we have to lie. Because if we are to say really what we think about the person, they will say that, no, no. So you see, we will find some nice things to say. Maybe all their lives, there's only one nice to remember. We'll solely that one and leave it like that. You see, when you see anybody who's, who's obituary, they are talking about their school. They went to this school and their academics means the person didn't live a good life. We have to stick with that. <laughs> so you see, they take only the, the academics on where he worked and where, and then that's it. It means the person, his life didn't affect many people. But when your life is rich and has affected so many people, we don't have time to talk about your education. We don't have time to talk about the work you did. We have time to talk about how you impacted on people's lives. Hallelujah. But when we are talking about your education, we are talking about the, the places, you, the school you went to, who were your colleagues and everything, it means your life didn't, your river didn't flow to anybody. You were a lagoon, a dam. Circular. In motion. In your river doesn't flow to any, your water doesn't go to anybody. But see, when you are living a life of preparedness, you must live a life that is fully prepared, that is fully flowing to everybody. Because you want, when you die, people to say good things about you. How many people you helped? How many people's life you touched? How many people's, you know, you affected? There are certain uh, kings, rulers that left. We don't talk about them. 
But there are certain people like Mandela. You can't, you, you can't talk about legends of that have ruled nations and not mention his name. Because he lived a life not for himself, but for the people. He was given the opportunity to leave prison. But he said, if my leaving of prison will keep my people in bondage, then I'd rather be in bondage. Rather stay in this small cell. Hallelujah. I pray that we will live a life that affects others. Always ask yourself, if I were to die today, what would this group of people say about me? What would my enemy say about me? What would my friends say about me? What would my neighbor say about me? What would my work colleagues say about me? There was a lady who was who worked next about three or four decks away from me. I mean, she is always very stern and very. She never says hello to anybody. And then, no, no, she had died like three weeks. I mean, I'm not talking about four decks away from me. I didn't know. So I asked one day, where is, uh, I mentioned her name, where is that? Then I looked at and said, oh, she died four weeks, three weeks back. I mean, a small, and it, did, it was as if she never ever lived. She never, I was so upset. I called my wife. I was so upset. The whole day when I came to, to the house, I was very upset for this how can somebody be in a place, worked about 10 years in the same office, three, three or four days away, and die, and as if nothing happened? Nobody says anything. Nobody feels anything. And it's like only about three or four people went to a funeral. Indifferent. It means this life was not effective. This life didn't affect people. How many understand what I'm trying to say? But if the life affected people, as soon as you enter, you know that, that, that person, this person is not there. You will know. I pray that you are not like that life. Yeah. Let your life count for something. Amen. Yeah. Affect people. Help people. Be a blessing to people. Amen. That's the first way to prepare. Live for others. There was a man that lived in the, in the United Kingdom called William Booth. Now, William Booth was a man. He and his wife decided to be helpful. They used to go and gather prostitutes in uh, Liverpool Street in London. Prostitutes and feed and look after them. Clothe and house them. Then you always go and look for orphans, look for people in, this, uh, in, uh, in, in disadvantage and look after them. Then they started creating like a little, little rooms and little houses and they called the place Salvation Army. Salvation Army. How many have, have heard of Salvation? Yeah, that's William Booth. And it was uh, his lifestyle to look after others. So, when he died, Others continued in his legacy. Today, Salvation Army is still alive and strong as a denomination in this country and elsewhere. It started by a man called William Booth and his wife. Hallelujah. What have you started? If you were to die today, would you be like that lady who died in my office and nobody even said anything about it? It's not a big place. 
It's not a big place. It's like the size of this room. And you're four desks away. And you are. In fact, at one point, she was sitting like next to me. I'm here, she's there. And she dies, and for four weeks, nobody said anything. It was until I asked that I was told, oh, she died three weeks back. Because the life wasn't effective. Amen. Don't say, ask for me, I'm only here to work. So, no, no. But you, even if you are here to work, look for somebody to bless. Look for somebody. Let your life be meaningful to somebody so that the day you are not there, somebody will miss you. I was saying uh, on Wednesday that a leader is somebody who looks for somebody to infect somebody to make their life richer not somebody who takes somebody who takes is not a leader it's a leech somebody who gives is a leader are, are you getting what i'm saying most of the uh, third world country uh, prime ministers and uh, uh, kings and uh, uh, what do you call it um, uh, presidents they are not leaders they are leeches because they come broke and they live very very wealthy Somebody was was dethroned, uh, was overthrown a few weeks ago. They found thirty million dollars under his bed. Thirty million dollars. An African leader. It was not in the bank. Under his bed. Somebody else died a few years ago. They found about two hundred million dollars in his under his under his uh, mattress. I mean, how, what work did you do? What work did you do to get $200 million? And it's not in the bank. It's under your, your bed. In cash. In cash. Are you getting it? Because our minds, our selfish minds, it makes everything for ourselves. If you put it in the bank, you will see. We don't want you to see, so we'll keep it under the bed. But you see, your life is also cannot be kept by you. One day, your life is snuffed out. Then we'll see how foolish you've been because you have this amount of money under the bed. Meanwhile, your fellow country people who you are supposed to lead are impoverished. You see, it is everywhere. Not only in Africa, in every third world country, second world countries, they are all like that. Their lives don't amount, no flow to anybody. Some of us, we are not leaders, but if we ever became leaders and have access, we'll be like that. Ask your neighbor, are you one of those? You know, the, the culture where the father is giving the leg of the chicken. <laughs> and others have the, the feet, the, the foot, you know, the three digits. <laughs> the skinny three digits. Yeah, that's what some have. And the tail of the fish. So you are also waiting one day. I will become the leader. I will become the father. When I become the father, then I will get the big, the giant portion of the fish, of the meat. No, no, no. Don't have that attitude. Jesus, Jesus said that the one who will be the leader must be the servant of all. Be the one who serves everybody. 
Be the one who gives the most. Be the one who serves the most. Be the one whose life, you are so, so, your life flows. Listen, die empty. Die empty. By the time you are dying, let your life so all the riches in you gone out to others. Then you have lived well. Hallelujah. Don't take your intellect to the grave. Don't take your experiences to the grave. Don't take your anointing. There was a man, Elisha, he died. See, his father, Elijah, gave his anointing, double portion to him. He was so selfish when he was dying. He said, mm, I won't give it to anybody. I'll take it with me to the grave. So he died full of anointing into the grave. One day they were going to bury somebody. There was a war. They were going to bury somebody. And once they were burying them, they were going to bury the person next door to him. But because of the war, they just threw him. And as soon as the dead man's uh, body touched the bones of Elisha. The man woke up. Such anointing. You went to the grave with. How selfish can you be? Hallelujah. Some of us, we are like that. Our lives don't serve anybody. Are you going to die rich or die empty? Ask your neighbor that question for me. What did they say? They can't answer. I pray that you won't be, you'll be found prepared. Next one. Be prepared to be rewarded for what you are doing for God. Amen. Isaiah 40 verse 10. Behold the Lord sh- God shall come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold he, his reward is with him and his work before him. He, he will feed his flock like a shepherd and gather his lamb with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Hallelujah. He's coming with his reward in his hand. First Corinthians 15, 58 says that, Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah. Knowing that your labor in, in God is not in vain. There's nothing that you do for Christ that will not be rewarded. Amen. Always think of the rewards that you will gain. People may never say thank you when you help them, when you pray for them, when you do good to them, but God says thank you. Jesus said that Keep your wealth in heaven where no thief or moth can destroy. Because when you give to the poor, you learn to God. Am I talk, talking to somebody? When you help somebody who is helpless, you are giving to God. They will never say thank you. You are not giving it for them to say. See, in fact, when somebody says thank you, they've robbed you of your blessing. When they are indebted and appreciative of you, they have robbed you. Jesus said, if you lend to the people when you are broke, you can go to, to collect. What good is it? But when you give to those who can never pay you back, you have given to God. He said that in the last days, he will say that, 
enter into the joy. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then they will say, they will say to him, when did we see you naked? When did we see you in prison? When did we see you destitute? And we came to you. He said, as you did it for one of these little ones, you have done for me. Let us live with that in mind. Always. One day I told my wife, if anybody you are driving or anything, anybody ask you for money, try and give them something whether they are going to use it for drugs, they are going to, it's not your, 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 your problem. It's not you to judge. Just, somebody comes to ask you for something. If you don't have, the small you have, give. Because one day you'll be told, I was hungry and you fed me. I was in need. All I needed was two pounds and you gave me. So when did I see you hungry? When did I see you in need? When did I see you destitute? And I came to you. So when you did it, for, remember that person? You did it for that person. I was that person. There are some poor people on the streets. They are not poor people. They are Jesus Christ. Trying to find out if you would meet their need. Somebody will be born again and win a nation to God through your one hello, Jesus loves you. He sent his only son to die for you. That one little statement is the thing that will make that person receive salvation and go and win the world. Win cities for, for God. And he says that one day you come and say thank you. All this whole city was won because of you. He said, when did I go to this city? You didn't go. But somebody went because you, you spoke to one person. I said, somebody went because you spoke to one person. Because of that one person. See, in the, the church today, it's all about blessing. How God will bless me. So our sermons are, oh, what God will bless you. Receive your enemies will die. This is... Listen, it's not about you. You are not creating a dam. Your life must be a river. A river is always fresh because a river flows. A river gives. A desert is selfish. A desert retains. And that's how come the desert is always dry. Are you going to... You see, a desert and a river, they are two lands. Two, they are all both lands. But one is generous. The other is selfish. So they never ever have. How many the blessing, God bless me, God bless me. Up to now you are not blessed. Have you not realized all this, I catch it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. They are they're still broke. Because you are like the, the desert, rain is falling, rain is falling, rain is falling, rain is falling. But you are never ever becoming a river. Because you haven't decided to be a river. But when you decide to be a river, you see that around you is going to be green. Fish will come and live inside of you. Plants will grow alongside you. The, the, even the, the, the texture of the land around you will change. Yeah. You see that everything becomes nice and it becomes lively around you because you have, become, you have decided to become generous. That's all. Because of your generosity. And you decide that I'm not going to heaven alone. Some of us, we are so selfish with, with Christ, our Christ that we have found. Um, 
I thank God that now I am saved. Kirk Franklin used to sing silver and gold, silver and gold. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. But now that I have Jesus, give me some silver. Give me some gold. The rest can go to hell. I don't care. No. No. That is not a good attitude. Always think. If this person on the bus next to me was to die today, where will be the end? And if there's a scripture that I'm always scared of in Ezekiel, he says that when I say warn your neighbor because of their sins, if you don't warn them, they will die in their sins. He says that if they die, they'll go to hell, but I'll require their blood from your hand. But if you warn them, and they don't listen, then that is not, the blood is not going to be required out of your hand because you have discharged your duty. Let us discharge our duties. Do you know your neighborhood, your office, your school, all those bloods around here will be required of you? Ask your neighbor, do you know that? I'm not trying to scare you. Uh, I said I'm not trying to scare you. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Quickly, let's, let's look at two more and then we can go home. Next one. Live a life that persuades men to give their life to Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 to 15. It says that, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we all, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God. And I trust are well known to your consciences. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you examples to boost, to boast on our behalf that we, that you may be, you may have an answer for those who boast in the appearance and not in heart. For if we are besides ourselves, it is for God. And if we do, if we are of sound mind, it is for you. Amen. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And if one died for all, that those who should believe, those who should live, no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again. Amen. Which means that those who died, those who live, must not live for themselves. They must live because the one who died for us he died because he died for us. We are not living for ourselves anymore. Amen. We, 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 because of this terror that we know, because we know that its judgment will, will be required. How many know that when you hear somebody being judged, it's not a simple thing? Have you ever seen anybody being judged, maybe for murder? How many have watched any murder, murder trial? When you watch a murder trial, recently my son showed me a, a video. 
a country somewhere in the world did coup. And then they got uh, the leaders, the coup leaders. No, they got the, what's the coup leaders? Yeah. And they matched them. So they were matching. They match. Then they put them in front. Then the judge says that, Colonel, uh, something, 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 couple, something. You are sentenced, you are now hereby sentenced to death by firing squad. Match him out. The man is matching. Then they call an person. You are f- sentenced to death by firing squad. Match him out. And I was saying to Kim, if it was me, they would have to drag me out. You have sentenced me to death by firing squad, and I'm matching. Why will I match? You have to carry me out. I'm going to, I'm going to sit on the floor. Me to death. Is I'm not a soldier. Because if you're a soldier, you still have to match me. How much? Hey, you have to carry me. At least give me a free ride to my death. There's no way I'm going to match to die. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm trying to say? But you see, when you, uh, life is being required out of you, it's not easy. And so Paul is saying that because of the terror that we know about life being required out of our hands. We persuade men. We go all out to tell everybody. Yeah. You don't need Pastor Gloria to say that. Go and bring somebody and get a chicken before you go. No, 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 no. That's a mistake. I say that is a mistake. Because of the terror, we persuade men. Hallelujah. Last one. Let me give you last one. How many are learning something? How many are going to do something about this message? Number four, don't be caught unawares. Matthew 24, verse 36 says that, but of the day and hour, no man knows, even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the son of man be. So of the, the coming of the Son of Man be. For us in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying. Mm. Where's Eunice? <laughs> marrying and giving in marriage until the day of Noah, uh, until that, and the, the day that Noah entered the, the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also the coming of the son of man. So shall the coming of man, uh, the son of man be. Amen. I pray. I don't know about you, but I pray that I won't be caught like these guys. I say I pray that I won't be caught like these guys. And, and then he says that then two men will be in the field, one taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, and one taken and the other left. Watch, uh, watch therefore. For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known the hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allow his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Hallelujah. If that happened before, if it happened before, it will happen again. Amen. If it happened in the days of John, uh, Noah, 
then you know that the son of man will come and catch people unaware. I pray that you are not caught unaware. Stand to your feet.